felt like 2022 was a year of shopping. No, not like that. I had to go shopping for perseverance, shopping for prayer, shopping for patience, shopping for joy, shopping for confidence, shopping for peace of mind. I had to accumulate all these things that I felt like my pantry ran out of. But I did it because I think that these are all ingredients that God is going to blossom in 2023. We accumulated these ingredients or these raw materials because God wants us to cook up something great next year or to build something big next year. This year may not have seen all of it, but it was like gathering everything needed. The role David played in the Bible, he got all the ingredients, but Solomon came and built a temple. And sometimes you hope for something big and it doesn't look like it's getting anywhere. You hope for some breakthrough, you hope for some healing, and it doesn't look like you're getting anywhere. But take heart, the period before it is just a period of accumulating the ingredients you need for what God needs to create afterwards. Tonight I want to try and address the question, what will next year be like? Man, I kind of, we all kind of have a feeling of what this year has been like. And I'm always conflicted as a pastor because at the end of every year, you've got to find a blessing, hear a blessing from the Lord and come to the church and say, God says it will be a blessed year. And I believe it will. But the decision on whether it will be a blessed year or not does not lie with God. It lies with you. You have to make some decisions that receive a blessing from the Lord. Every year, God intends to bless us because the Bible says he takes us from glory to glory. Even in suffering and persecution, the Bible says, if we consider it pure joy when we go through various trials, then those trials produce in us perseverance. Perseverance produces character. Character produces God's plan in our lives. The decision on how each year will go rests with how I respond to God's plans for my life. Tonight, some people are going to get baptized, at least 15. I hope some of you will make that decision. When I got baptized, a song was sung. Some of you who've been around a while will know which song. When I got baptized and you got in the water, I did it in KZN, in the Midlands, uh, in the middle of winter, we had to make a hole in the ice, Okay, that's how I remember it. That's why I'm shorter than perhaps. Um, I, I froze at 16, at 14 to the appropriate size. But they're saying a song. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Except when I got baptized, the worship leader sang every verse. And if you don't know this, there are a lot of verses in that song. The cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back, no turning back, added and added. I was about to get out and an older gentleman who was baptizing me said one more thing and gave a prophecy over my life. I told you, that's why I'm frozen at 1.5 meters. <laughs> Nowadays, it's become cool to write on shirts, I have decided. But that's not the whole story. I have decided includes the cross before me and the world behind me. What exactly have you decided? 
What did you decide? Did you decide to show up and get wet? Or did you decide that I go through the waters of baptism to get onto the other side of it, to be an at heart follower of Jesus Christ? Is my decision more than a status update and everything to do with a status redefinition? You have to make some decisions. Your blessing rests in your decision-making ability. And you might think, well, I'll I'll do whatever the Lord says. Do you know one of the greatest cop-outs in Christianity is I don't do anything unless the Lord tells me. That's such a beautiful statement, so lovely. But that's not really true. You ate breakfast this morning without the Lord having to tell you. (laughs) God willing, you deodorized without the Lord or your wife having to tell you. If either of them had to tell you, you're out of the will of God. And I have to wonder whether we don't excuse our responsibility to own a season by saying, I'll just wait on the Lord. In fact, one of the most bizarre parts of the creation story is that when God made everything, he asked Adam and Eve to name them, the creatures. Why would you do that? Do you know how hard it is just to name your own pet? How many of you got a puppy over Christmas and you still don't have a name? You're stuck somewhere between Ruby and Storm. And you don't know what to do. God said to Adam, name all of the animals. Give each one a name, one by one. Why? Make some decisions, Adam. This is your space. Give things names. Figure out how they work. Let's see how you do with your decision. In fact, let me prove this and then I have to get to my my points because tonight I want to teach you how to be biblically decisive. This coming year, you're going to be decisive. Do you know, indecision makes you sick. There's in fact a passage in the Bible that talks about a valley of dry bones and those dry bones are in the valley of indecision. That's the name of the valley. The valley is you can't make up your mind. You have no ability to make decisive decision-making, righteous decision-making, so you'll rather die in a valley than fight on the plains and win. Titus chapter 3, I know it's a strange scripture. Titus chapter 3, verse 12, has a lot of names that are difficult to pronounce, but I like uh, the verse from the comma. Do your best to come to me at Nicopolis. It's a Greek place. You should come on the Greek tour. Nicopolis, because I have decided to winter there. Wait, who decided? Paul, the author, to Titus, said, I I made a decision. I'm going to stay in this place for winter. Come along and join me if you want. Did he have a, you won't believe what happened. Late in the middle of the night, an angel of the Lord knocked on my door and said, stay in Nicopolis. Just make a decision. In fact, there is more evidence in the Bible that while the disciples were making decisions, God changed the direction of their journey, but very little evidence that those who made no decisions were given instructions on what to do. God is making of us adults, not brainwashed children. And as if... I haven't got enough scripture to punch this idea in the guts. Let's go through the book of Acts, like all of it. No, just two or three uh, uh, chapters and verses. I, I, by the way, I've titled my message tonight, I Have Decided. There's a wall outside that says, I have decided. It's not just for the people to get baptized. I stuck in chalk today, Vince and I, after that, we wrote, 
2023, I've decided I challenge you to go take a photo over there after you've taken a photo in front of the balloon wall. Go, go, go outside and make a decision. Some of you are here tonight and you need to make a decision to be a follower of Christ. You need to make a decision to be part of this church. You need to make a decision to join the band. You need to make a decision to marry her. You need to make a decision and stop saying, I'm waiting on the Lord. Frankly, the Lord is waiting on you. Can you move yourself forward? I know some of you are like preaching right at yourself. Acts chapter 19, don't laugh, no, order, order, comrades, order. Acts Acts 19, after all this had happened, Paul decided, Paul decided, Paul decided to go to Jerusalem, pass through through Macedonia and Achaia. Uh, After I have uh, been there, he said, I must visit Rome also. Acts chapter 20, verse 3, when he stayed three months because some Jews had plotted against him, uh, uh, just as uh, he was about to sail to Syria, he decided to go through Macedonia. Paul had decided in verse 16 uh, to sail past Ephesus to avoid spending time in the province of Asia for he was in a hurry to reach Jerusalem, if possible, by Pentecost. Acts chapter 11. It was about the same time that some prophets from Antioch came from Jerusalem. One of them named Agabus stood up on that day and prompted by the Holy Spirit, warned about a severe famine which was about to devastate the country. The famine came under the ruler of Claudius so the disciples decided each of them would send whatever they could to their fellow Christians in Judea to help. And they sent Barnabas and Saul to deliver and collect to the leaders in Jerusalem. One scripture after another where the disciples just decided stuff. And Christians, we need to decide some things. We need to make some decisions and not wait on the Lord to decide for us and then tell us what to do. Rather, to go before the Lord and say, after careful consideration, after prayer, after hearing prophecy, I've made a decision. It's my decision. I own the decision. I don't blame anybody else for the decision. And stop joining churches where leaders make the decisions for you and start thinking for yourself and hearing the Spirit of God and making decisions for yourself because one day a frail leader being human will falter and fall but the Lord is faithful and trustworthy and the spirit never fails and the word is always true but it makes some decisions you got to stop being indecisive because God has called us to a, a life of decision so I I have to um, uh, speed up because it's almost midnight and at midnight uh, we have to party uh, I Okay, that's the most enthusiastic response I got. Uh, I want to share with you three reasons why you have decision dysfunction. And I'm going to start a series on, on the 8th of January on how to be free in your decision making before God. But you have decision dysfunction because you're emotionally attached to things you can't let go of. You can't make a decision because your decision is already anchored to something else. You can't be committed because you're too emotionally attached to a selfish life. You can't 
give yourself to one person because you're emotionally attached to the idea that you belong to everybody. You can't be committed to following Christ because you're emotionally attached to following other stuff. You can't be decisive because you're emotionally attached or because you're spiritually attacked. You haven't recognized that the devil is trying to mess with your head. If he can keep you away from making a decision, he'll win the fight in your mind. You're under attack and it'll just take one or two decisions to break the attack. Don't let him win. Or you're struggling with decisiveness because you're mentally atrophied. That's such a hectic word that I thought I'd better put the definition up. It means to waste away, have lost effectiveness or vigor due to underuse or neglect. The inability Christians seem to have to make decisions is frightening. We rely on other people to prophesy the way we should go instead of taking into account the leaning of the Spirit in our hearts and just say, this is the way I will walk. Be careful that we don't get numbed into an inability to be clear and decisive. Deciding is a blessing. It's not about which city you should live in. It was one of the toughest things for me in 2022. Stay in the bay or move to another bay, any bay, some kind of bay, an island in the Mediterranean, all wonderful. I know those were real thoughts. I turned 50 the other day and thought the second 50 years of my life could be on a Greek island. Well, they actually could. But the thing that I need to do is make a decision on the merits of everything that God has said, done, and led me through. And while I couldn't make a decision, I couldn't be blessed or effective in everything I was doing, I felt out of place, not because the place was wrong, but because my head and my heart were indecisive. And that's a valley of dry bones. And you can be in, ask Adam, paradise, and still not know how to make a decision. And it'll mess up your Eden. Because the devil spoke, messed up your decision-making ability. You had one job, Adam. Follow God. Stay away from one tree. So God has to set us free from that risk. How are we doing on tumbins? You, you said you would just get up at the appropriate time. I've only got six more things I want to say. <laughs> you joke, but let me rattle off three things we shouldn't do in 2023. The first one is hectic, so give me a chance. First of all, I'm making a decision that I don't care. Now that sounds terrible. But let me tell you what I mean. In Philippians chapter 1, Paul is told that there are some people who preach Christ badly from selfish ambition. They showy and they do it for money. And Paul thought, do I want to be a preacher known like one of those? And you know what he decided in Philippians chapter 1 verse 15? It's true he said that some preach Christ because with him out of the way he was in jail, they think they'll step right into the spotlight. And others do it 
with the best heart in the world. One group is motivated by pure love, knowing that I'm here defending the message. The other, uh, that I'm uh, out of, now that I'm out of the picture, are merely greedy, hoping to get something out of it for themselves. Their motives are bad. He said, they see me as their competition. And so the worse it goes for me, the better they think it is for them. So how am I to respond? I've decided I really don't care about their motives, whether mixed, bad or indifferent. Every time one of them opens their mouth, Christ is proclaimed. So I just cheer them on. I just cheer them on, just as Vince has now. I don't care about other people's motives. I don't compromise about what God has called me to do. And I don't compete with other people's lives. Only the one that God has called me to live. I'll tell you what I will do. I will do resting in the Lord because I believe God's got a plan and it's better than mine. I will do repentance and reaching for something better, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching to those things which are before. And I will do renewal, that God is able to make all things new. For behold, I am a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are made new. Would you please stand with me for a moment? They wisely decided we would sing a song into New Year. So I would definitely, it's like playing the guy off the Oscars. I'll, I'll tell you what I would like for you to consider tonight. You need to make up your mind about some stuff. You need to make some decisions. And you need to trust the Lord. Because the deciding brings the blessing. God is for you. You be for God. Amen. Lord, thank you for your word. Light of fire in our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen.